you, thank you, thank you for all the ways that you made that happen. So we're going to look at um, the scripture that Kate read for us, and we're going to look at it a little bit deeper, a little bit under the surface of how we usually look at those verses. So I invite you to open up your Bible to Mark chapter 10. Mark is in the New Testament. It's one of the four Gospels. So it's Matthew, Mark. It's the second Gospel. And then chapter 10 and verse 13. Usually when we look at that little section of verses or when we look at any small section of verses, we go, oh, isn't that a nice little story? And then we just kind of go on by it. But when you read scripture, a good way to look at it is to read what comes before it, not just the couple of verses before it, but read a good chunk, like a chapter or so before it. Read what you're going to read and then read what comes after it so that you have some context. The context for those verses, we're going to hang on the context. It's kind of a framework for us for the week of VBS. What happens in VBS happens before VBS. VBS week happens, and then stuff happens after that. God is present, believe it or not, before VBS, during VBS, and after. And so we're going to look at how these verses kind of intersect with that. A glance reading, or a, a, the reading many of us probably have read for these little chunk of verses, is how we go about doing what we do in children's ministry. Well, Jesus says to love them, so we're going to love them. And so sometimes when we read those, we've got an exclamation point at the end, and we're like, Jesus welcomed them, so we will too. And then sometimes we have a question mark at the end of it. Well, Jesus welcomed them, so I guess we will too. And then sometimes, sadly, we um, come to it with an ellipse. You know those three dots at the end? And a kind of a sigh, like, well, Jesus welcomed them. I guess we will too. The good news is, none of that happened last week. We had exclamation points at the end of it. Jesus welcomed them. We get to. Not we have to, but we want to and we get to. And so we're really, really glad for that. The the verses that we're looking at were actually the focal point of what the boys and girls learned on Friday of last week. And they learned it at the level that it helps us recognize that Jesus saw the children and welcomed them and loved them just as they were. And that's a good way to look at it, but there's also more below the surface of that. So we're going to look at that. And we're going to look at it from the aspect of the different actors in the story. Whenever you look at a story in the Bible, you really can break it down kind of like a play or a skit, and they're different actors. And so today, um, I want us to look at um, several different actors, and I'll point those out to you. If you look at the verse, the first verse, chapter, I mean, uh, verse 13, people were bringing little children to Jesus to have them touch him. So the first people that we encounter are people. And what Kate read for us, it said mamas were bringing their children because that's likely what was happening. The mamas were the ones who took care of the boys and girls, and so they would be the ones who would have them with them. So the mamas and, or the people were bringing their boys and girls to Jesus. Several things that we can see in that, we can relate to what happened at Vacation Bible School. The people who brought their boys and girls to Jesus brought them for multiple reasons. It doesn't say why. But here are some possibilities of why they might have brought them. 
For sure, they brought them because their children are the most precious treasures that they had. Boys and girls now are really special and precious to us, and we love every single one of them. I love all of my three girls that are mine. You love your children. You love them. God gave them to you, and you would do anything for them. Back in the time when Jesus was alive, boys and girls sometimes encountered things and families encountered things that made it so that boys and girls didn't live to be adults. There was a lot of hunger. There were all kinds of diseases. There was um, hard work and things that made it so that boys and girls didn't live. And so it could be that mamas and daddies, or just mamas, brought their boys and girls to Jesus, and it was kind of like an umbrella or insurance and so they brought, him, brought them and said, you know, if this guy can raise people from the dead and make them well again, maybe he can protect them enough that they live. And so that's what they were looking was for some insurance or protection for their boys and girls. Certainly when they brought them and they asked Jesus to touch them, they were probably saying, I want you to love me too. And this is the part of you, the part of me that I can give to you and it's a little bit safe. I think it would be hard for mamas and daddies to walk up to Jesus and say, I need you to touch me and I need you to bless me. So sometimes our children are our proxies. And so we say, here, love and bless my child and through that I will have a blessing too. And that's okay. There are lots of reasons that mamas and daddies would bring their boys and girls to vacation Bible school too. Certainly, their little boys and girls are their treasures. And when they come, I try to recognize that. I try to honor that. And everybody that I, works, that I works with, everybody that I work with, tries to do the same thing. We don't look at boys and girls as a number on a sheet. We don't care if there were 700 boys and girls here or 70 or 7. What we care about is there were boys and girls here. They came to learn who Jesus was, and their mamas and their daddies trusted us with those treasures. And we treat them like we've been given trust, and we want to be able to earn that trust. More than once, I saw teachers explaining to parents what was going to happen. Our pickup and drop-off was a little bit different this year. Usually, we have um, pickup, I mean, uh, drop-off in the courtyard, but this year we did it inside because by the end of the week when we do it outside, it becomes kind of like drive-by, drop-off, and parents slow down long enough for their kids to roll out of the car and roll into the courtyard. And so we wanted a little bit more, a little bit safer way for that to happen, and so that's why we changed it the way that we did. And so when parents came in, I heard lots of people, not just the teachers, but all the extra hands that were present, especially on Monday, saying, Drop-off and pick-up are in the same place, and you need to sign your child in and out. Yes, it's a hassle, but we want to make sure that your child is safe. And when you say that, I want your child to be safe, they go, oh, they want what I want. And so there's a trust factor that gets even larger there. Our little preschool friends, a lot of them, if, if you haven't been in the nursery in a while or in the preschool area, let me remind you that little people cry sometimes. They really do. And sometimes they're sad because it's a new place or because it's people that they don't know or just because they want to go with mom because mom said she was going to Target and they want to go with her. And so for whatever reason, they come in crying and frequently they're done in 
30 seconds or a minute or two or three minutes. Sometimes they cry longer, and on those days we want to join them because it's no fun for anybody. But we do it with them. We say to them, Mama loves you, Daddy loves you, whoever brought you. We have mamas, daddies, grandmas, grandpas, nannies, babysitters, summer babysitters, a variety of people who drop these little children off. And so we say, they love you, and they always come back. Those are the things that we say again and again and again. And all of those places and all of those ways that we reassured those children, we were also reassuring their moms and dads that they could trust us with their treasure. They bring them to us because they know that we love them, they know that we're going to take care of them, and they know that we're going to teach them about Jesus. And when we talk about being the hands and feet of Jesus, this is it, folks. Jesus can't sit in the nursery and hold a crying baby, and he can't get down on his knees and console a child that's coming into the chaos of the gym. But we can be present, and we can use our hands to hold their hand and say, it's going to be okay. We're glad you're here. Let's go and do this. And so our hands and our feet are used by God to help boys and girls know who Jesus is. One of the other things that you look that you can see when you read a little bit further down in the verse is, um, well, let me back up and say that when we're loving the children, we're also loving the mamas and daddies. When we, how many of you have ever been to a place that you felt like your child was an imposition to somebody? Anybody ever dropped your kid off and thought those people don't want me or my kid to be there? Anybody ever had that happen? I don't ever ever want to be a person who makes a parent feel that way. I don't want this church to ever be a place that a parent feels that way. I want the parents to know that we value them as much as we value their child. And if there's some way that we can make it so that we can help take care of them better, we're going to keep working and find it. Sometimes boys and girls learn differently and we need to adjust how we teach. That's okay because we love those mamas and those daddies and those teachers. And last week, the people at Huguenot Road did an awesome job of doing that. You guys do that, not just VBS week, but all the weeks before and all the weeks after. So if you look a little bit further down in verse 13, there were some people who were with Jesus who weren't quite as nice as the people who were here at Vacation Bible School last week. Those are the disciples, the people who were Jesus' friends and followers. And when they saw those boys and girls being brought to Jesus, the first thing they said was, stop they rebuked the people who were bringing them. Anybody ever been rebuked? John's going to raise his hand because I rebuked him in the first service. I told him to shut up. That was not very nice. I was teasing him, but it was not very nice. So those disciples were telling those mamas and daddies, no, don't bring, this man is way too busy to look at those little children. You just get, y'all go away. But Jesus, immediately after, looked up and he fussed at them. Rebuke just means fuss kind of hard. Jesus fussed at them more and he said, let the little children come to me and don't hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to these. Let them come. So we have to be careful when we say that we're welcoming children, we really welcome them so that everywhere that they go, they are welcome. There are some places and some churches that will ha say, children and families are welcome here. Oh, except in the, or only if they. And so we like nice, neat little packages with cute little bows and very quiet voices and very still bodies. Y'all, God didn't make them like that. 
They learn by moving and doing and seeing and touching and asking questions. That's just how God made them. And Jesus is saying, let them come to me with all the movement and all the noise and all the questions. I love them and I welcome them. Last week, HRBC was a place that was like Jesus, not like the disciples, like Jesus saying, come to me. And the best news is, it wasn't just last week. It's this week and next week and the next week and the next week. We really, really try to make sure that everybody knows that they are welcome and their children are welcome. The noise, the mess, everything that comes with being children, because that's how we start. Everybody starts right there. I had several conversations with several parents this week, and they all said the same thing. And, it, and I would say it's an anomaly, but it happens every year. And um, one mom said to me, we just love your VBS. We go to other ones. And so I know that parents sometimes use VBS for different reasons. Some of it may be, I really want my child to learn about Jesus. Some of it may be, I really want to go to Target by myself. And that's okay. If we are free babysitting, that's awesome. It still gives us opportunity to learn, the, learn about the child, introduce the child to Jesus, and get to know the family. So this mom said, we go to other VBS ones, but we, our kids like this one the best, and I'm not really sure why, and I don't know why either. Um, and she, uh, a different mom said that she has three kids, and if you have more than one kid, having it so that everybody agrees about something or everybody likes the same thing is kind of hard. And this mom said that her family was the same thing. They never agreed about anything, and they were really hard to please all at the same time. But... She said that all three of them really like this week of VBS more than anyone that they go to, and she doesn't have to try to pry them out of the house or out of bed. They were up and ready to go every day, and they love it. And I said, oh, I bet you say that to all the VBS leaders. And she said, um, no, actually I don't. So there's something different and something special about what happens here. And I think it has to do with the way that God put us together. We're a whole bunch of laid-back people who like each other and who love Jesus. And I think that just kind of pours out of us. Like that bubbling up song, it bubbles up out of us. And so it's contagious, and people feel that. We're not in anybody's face being anxious about how many aren't here or frustrated at how many are here. Whoever comes is whoever comes, and we love them just the way they are, and we do the best we can. And are there times that we don't do so well? Yeah, but we get tomorrow to try again. So those of you who worked last week and who work this week and next week and all the other weeks, I really don't know what it is that you're doing, but whatever it is, keep on doing it because people really respond to it and like it, and I think their children really like hearing about Jesus in a place that is not anxious and, and that's a loving place. So looking back at the scripture, when Jesus said, don't, let, don't make them go away, let them all come to me. And he said, let them all come. And he said, it, what he was saying below those words was, I don't care if they are rambunctious. I don't care if they don't follow the rules. I don't care if they hit somebody. I don't care if their hair is messed up. He, he said he, he doesn't care about those things. He sees below the surface of who we are, and, and it's the stuff inside that's important. We teach our children that all the time, but then we expect them to be a certain way and that we're only going to love them or people are only going to love them if they act a certain way. It's not like that with Jesus. He sees us on the outside, but he made us on the inside. 
And so all of those places and all of those mistakes that we make, he loves us anyway. He loves us in spite of. And so that's what Jesus was saying with those words was, don't push those people away because you know what? If he pushed those children away, who else would he push away? He pushed me away. He'd push you away because all of us are like those children. We're rambunctious. We make mistakes. We frustrate people. We say unkind things. All of those things. But Jesus welcomes us just like he welcomed those little children. When we welcome them and we welcome all those little faults and whatever they have, it's interesting that in, at Huguenot Road, I don't hear a lot of complaining. I see people huddling up and saying, we had a rough morning. How can we, how can we fix this? What suggestions do you have? Nobody said, can you call their mama? I've been in churches that have said that. I'll call your mama. Or can you please call their mama to pick them up? Never have I heard that here. So thank you. It, it's, it's an amazing place to be. I got to see how that love that we express to them is translated in the lives and the faces of little boys and girls. I got to work in the nursery um, a little while for a couple of days, and so I got to see the toothless grins of the babies. Y'all remember those toothless grins that your babies had? So sweet. And I got to see the same grins on the faces of toothless first graders, you know, when their teeth start falling out. They're so cute, and they're so excited, and I got to see it when they were running down the hallway. Yes, they were running down the hallway. I get it, but it's okay. And as they were running, I would say, where are you going? And they would say, Bible study. It's time for Bible study. Let me ask you, when was the last time you were that excited to go to Bible study? Anybody? What? No? What? That's the rest of what Jesus said. Jesus said, in addition to don't stop them from coming, he said, I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like this little child will not enter it. He's saying, be like these little people. Be excited to run to Bible study, not just snack and wreck. I didn't actually hear that very often, that they were excited to go to snack and wreck. I heard a lot, it's time for Bible study. I heard, oh, I can't wait to go to missions and learn more about China. I can't wait to go see Mr. Philip under the sea. It's going to be cool, and we're going to learn music. And when they would come into uh, Mrs. Greenhill, Miss Molly's class, they would say, can we speed it up? Can we speed it up? We'll take the challenge. And all the ways that they were excited to see all of the things that were new every day. Y'all, that's for us too. Every day is a new day. Every time you walk in this church on a Sunday or a Wednesday, I shouldn't see this. It's time to go to church. You remember that, um, that Dunkin' Donuts commercial, it's time to make the donuts? That's what a lot of y'all look like when you come to church. I want you to look like it's time to go to church. I'm not kidding. So when you come back next time, whether it's Wednesday night or Thursday night or Sunday morning, I want to see, I get to go to church. The Bible study leaders were excited when the boys and girls came to their class. It wasn't, we have to teach Bible study again. It was, we get another class of students to teach. That's the kind of excitement Jesus said, be like these little children. Y'all, it's not that hard. Be like a child. Sometimes we forget, and that's okay. The last part of this story is where your personal story most interacts with that of Jesus. What I just told you, be like those little children. 
Enjoy what God has given you. Enjoy Bible study. Enjoy going to worship. Enjoy moving around to songs that you've never heard before. It's okay. It's okay if it's not a hymn. It's okay if it's not a contemporary song. It's a song about Jesus, y'all. Come on. Sing. Move. Be happy. I, um, and I, I also want to ask, as I'm saying, be excited. And I asked you, when was the last time you, invite, uh, you were excited to go to one of those places? I want you to raise your hand about the last time you were excited, if you were, let me start again. When was the last time that you were excited about it to the point of asking somebody to go with you? Can you remember a time that you were excited about asking somebody to go with you? Anybody done that in the last week? Two weeks? Month? Year? Anybody? One of the things that I miss about my children being young is my van was always full of children going to vacation Bible school. And the Green Hills, I know, had several children and, and several other families did too. But as I saw Molly counting heads as they left every day, I missed the days of my van being full of boys and girls that I picked up from our neighborhood singing the Bible school songs at the top of their lungs. And my children were excited to invite friends to come with them. Vacation Bible school happens one week, but church happens the week before and the week of and the week after and the week after and the week after. It's okay to let God's love and joy bubble up and over and invite other people. Let it spill out on other people. Let them see what it is that you have because they might see it and want it too. If you always keep it to yourself and it's always inside, everybody's going to think she's going to make donuts again. You want people to say, what is different? What is so exciting about that place and that person, Jesus, that they want to know something about it? I want to leave you with a couple of stories from Bible school. Um, I went to talk to one of our leaders who, a couple of weeks before Bible school, emailed me and said, I haven't worked before, but I wonder if you might have a place that I can work. I can't lift anything, and I can't walk a whole lot, but anywhere that, you, that I might be able to be used. Well, not only was there a place for her to be used, it just so happened that when I placed her in the missions class with Matthew Hensley, it turns out that she had a ton of um, teaching materials that dealt with China, and that happened to be the mission personnel that we were learning about this week were in China. And so all the things that she had at her house, she was able to bring and share. And when I asked her how the week had gone, she said, it was fantastic. And this is a rough quote from her. She said, you know, I've never done this before, but it's been terrific. And my neighbor's children are here. I never thought to invite them before, and that makes me a little sad. And I'm amazed at how God used the time I was here, but I don't know why I'm always amazed when I see God's hand is evident in what's happened. I forget to acknowledge that I'm not just plugging people into spots. God is placing people where he needs them and where he wants them. So thank you for the ways that you're open to God's calling you to be in a place at a time to help somebody learn about Jesus. And another thing that happened, I went and talked to the first and second grade Bible study teachers. I was trying to get stories that I could tell today because some of the stories from last week were stories I couldn't tell from the pulpit. But if you want to know them, I'll tell you separately. But I went and talked to the first and second grade Bible study leaders and um, the first thing they said was, we had a great week, we didn't kill each other, which is always a good thing. And um, the second thing they said, and they were both talking over each other, they were so excited about this, 
they were telling me about when they were learning the memory verse. And in every class, um, everybody has the memory verse. And this particular day, when they were going over the memory verse, they had something happen. So this is the memory verse for the week. And boys and girls, if you remember it, you can say it with me. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. And that's Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. And they were asking, the leaders were asking the boys and girls if they knew what test me meant. And a little boy raised his hand and he said, I know, I know. And it was a first grader, so you never know what you're going to get. And he said, it means rise to the challenge. And they were so moved and impressed by that. And it's so exciting to see leaders excited about words on a page moving into actions in a child's life. And that really is what Vacation Bible School was all about. It's what church is all about. It's what we as people who love God and follow Jesus should be about. That ABC submarine song that we sang, it says it all. When we're all doing this thing, we all need a Savior. We all need a Savior. You, me, everybody. And when we walk in the doors of this place, whether you recognize it or not, you're saying, I'm broken and messed up, and I'm coming here to find help to put my life back together. And every one of us is broken in different ways, but that's what we're saying when we come into this place together. And that's what Vacation Bible School does, is it tells children in a very plain way, Jesus loves you, and we all need him. We forget as adults to say, we need him. We don't say that very often. And so for us to stand up and sing, we all need a Savior, when was the last time you said that? Vacation Bible School gives you an opportunity to do that in other that other places don't. So thank you for standing up and testifying. We all need a Savior. Me, you, everybody. When you hear the memory verse and when you sing the songs, and they do get stuck in your head, sorry. Those songs will be stuck in your head. But when you hear those things and when you read that memory verse, be reminded of when you were a child and be reminded of the ways that you can continue to be like a child running to Bible study, running to music, running to worship and saying, God, I want to meet you there. Let's pray.